Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler. I am a certified elder law attorney, and I am your entertainment for about the next half an hour or so here. Uh, If this is your first time checking out the Life and Legacy show, uh, what we do here is we talk about a number of different things. We do uh, estate planning, wills and trusts, and powers of attorney. I I have a law firm uh, in Cranberry where we help folks with these issues day in, day out. I really only do estate planning and elder law work. Uh, And it's my goal to make sure that uh, you get the plan you need to make sure that you don't go broke uh, in your later years. Um, That's sort of our primary objective. The the show today, uh, we're going to do a couple of different things. In honor of what someone is calling uh, August this year is what will be your legacy month. Now, I don't know who the people are that make up these, you know, it's the month of this or the month of that. It seems like... Every month of the year right now is ice cream month or whatever, but somebody out there is saying what will be your legacy month, and I think that it uh, it ties in nice with a couple of things that we're going to talk about. Um, joining me in uh, what I'd like to call our studio is uh, is my lovely bride. Say hi. Hello. So Robin is uh, Robin is doing the show with me today. We've done this a couple of times before uh, because she has. Um, her own company now that's doing really interesting things tied in with legacy planning and leaving uh, leaving uh, messages for your family members after you're gone, etc. And so uh, she's joining me on the show today in, in honor of the uh, what will be your legacy month. It's a big party around the Seckler household. Um, but before we get into any of that, I got to do my little legal disclaimer because the, the other lawyers are listening. Anything you hear in this show is uh, is uh, to be treated as education and entertainment. Do not make legal financial decisions based on what you hear on this radio show or any other radio show for that matter. Uh, if you need help with any of this stuff, call my office, 724-841-1393, and we will do, uh, we'll give you the customized guidance for your unique situation. If you want more information on any of the long-term care planning, estate planning, the difference between wills and trusts and all the rest, um, come to one of our seminars. We host them now in our office um, in Cranberry. Super easy to get to right off of the interstate. Uh, and um, and it's free. And it's, you know, we, we try to tell a couple of jokes and get you some good information. So low pressure, come on in. Uh, speaking of that, I do have the super fun announcement that we have actually moved. If you've been listening to this show for a while, I've always said my office is in Mars. Um, and it no longer is. We have moved to Cranberry Township. We are, uh, if you're familiar with the North Hills and Cranberry, we are super easy to find right on Route 19. Uh, and if uh, if you're so inclined, if you'd like to take an easy opportunity to come and meet uh, us and find out what we're all about, we're having an open house at the office on August 18th from 3 to 6. We're going to have snow cones. We're going to do all kind of fun stuff. But if you've been putting off doing estate planning, if you've been wanting to figure out if I'm the right guy for you and you just want to have a conversation, why don't you come to the open house? We'll meet. We'll greet. Uh, you can check out the new digs and uh, meet my awesome staff because they will all be there. Um, and so there you go. We are at 20206 Route 19 in Cranberry. You could throw a football to the interstate if you're coming from the city. So super easy to find. 
Um, and uh, we look forward to meeting you. All right, so we do have some workshops coming up this month, which you can come to. Um, and you can find those at secularlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Find the workshops tab, and you can register right there. So let's let's get into this stuff a little bit here. So what will be your legacy month? So when I think about this, what will be my legacy? What will be my client's legacies? I think it occurs on a couple of different levels here is, is you know, people like to think about the inheritance they leave to someone as being a legacy, right? I want to leave a legacy for my kids. Um, yeah, we all do, right? I mean, we don't work our whole lives to leave the money to the nursing home or to the tax man or whatever. If there's leftovers when I'm done, I want it to get to my kids. I don't want it to get to my kids in a way that he's going to lose it to his future divorce or lawsuit. I, I want to get it to my kids, uh, maybe my grandkids. And so we do an awful lot about this. And I, I recently wrote an article. I write an article in, in the newspapers up north. And, and um, there's, there's some content that I think is valuable for people. And, and what I've been thinking a lot about is, um, is getting out there the word that more people ought to consider doing trust-based planning. Okay? And, and so just stick with me here for a second. There's this common theme amongst some attorneys um, that everybody, well, everybody needs to do a will, right? And the answer to that is, yeah, everybody needs to do a will. The question is, should we also do a trust? And so when when you're thinking about a trust, there's a couple of different reasons for doing trust. There are revocable trust, there are irrevocable trust. And then when we talk about irrevocable trust, there's lots of types of them. So let's let's get into this for just a second because I want to give you sort of my top three or four reasons why I think irrevocable trusts ought to be considered as part of a legacy plan. Okay, and now first is is this? Um, let's debate this word irrevocable for a little bit because when I ask people what they think the word irrevocable means, it, it's usually something of you can't change anything or it's it's so darn permanent. And that's not really what the word irrevocable means. The word irrevocable just means once you created the trust, you can't revoke it. You can't tear it up and get your stuff back. But it doesn't mean you have to give up total control. There are different varying uh, things that you can do within the trust. So think of the trust as like a little machine, right? And when we're drafting the machine, when, when you and I are talking about your estate plan, we get to tinker with the little levers on the machine, right? We can turn up the control here. We can turn down the access here. We can switch who gets it on this other side. We can we can turn these things. We, we can adjust certain provisions, certain paragraphs within the trust document to fit your needs, whether those are tax goals or control goals or access goals or nursing home goals. Uh, and so I don't want to, to cast too broad of a shadow to say irrevocable trusts are good or bad. What you really have to analyze is, well, how would it apply in my situation? I don't know how you would do that other than come in and chat with us, but I just wanted to dispel with the thing about irrevocable trusts that are permanent. A couple of of benefits. One, those little levers that we pull and adjust can allow us to accomplish lots of different tax objectives. Okay, now, tax planning in in the estate planning world is complicated because it's not just one tax. We've got the federal death tax. We've got the Pennsylvania inheritance tax. You've got to consider realty transfer tax, income taxes, capital gains taxes. So when we look at a a family's balance sheet, my attorneys or I are are, we're thinking about all these things, okay, and and what is going to be the most tax-savvy advice I can give to this family. Okay. So, but with, with different trusts, we can accomplish the goals based on what's going to give us the best math result. Um, other thing to know about irrevocable trusts are 
we can use them to protect assets from long-term care expenses. Okay, in in Pennsylvania, nursing homes cost one hundred and thirty grand a year. It's eleven thousand dollars a month, and frankly, most families can't do it. And you know the 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 folks that have nothing. They get the Medicaid for free. It's not going to be glamorous care, but they're going to get care, and it's going to be the best care on the planet. But we can't help them. They're already eligible for the benefits. Richie Rich, he's going to, you know, somebody with a whole lot of money, they're not even going to see the bill. They've got people that are going to pay the bills, right? And so we're not really able to help them in that context either. That's more tax planning. But for the rest of us, for the middle class, upper middle class folks who have some money in the bank that they worked hard to get, if you go to the nursing home, yeah, $11,000 a month hits you hard, and there is nothing inevitable about going broke in a nursing home. Now, there, there, are, there are statistics that are super scary that say something like two-thirds of us are going to need some form of long-term care, as much as uh, 20% of us are going to need that for more than five years. So 20% is a pretty big number. We're not talking about like the point whatever percentage of 1% of houses that burn down and result in financial catastrophe. We're talking about 20% of the people will need more than five years of care. So, you know, you add that together, and to me it just seems like we ought to be thinking about this. The the third thing that I think people ought to consider when doing irrevocable trust is is that when we do post-death administration and the executor comes in or the trustee and the kids are coming into the office – one of the questions is, how soon do we get our inheritance? And a lot of the times with a revocable trust or a will, the answer is, well, you're not going to see a lot of this money for a year because if mom or dad owed anybody money, final expenses, whatever the case is, creditors have a year to come in and ask for their bills to be paid. Creditors cannot get to irrevocable trust. Generally speaking, irrevocable trusts are outside of the reach of creditors. And what that means for you and what that means for your kids is we get to get the inheritance to them faster. And, and, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about it or if you've really ever considered it. Probably not. But all else being equal, would I want the money sitting in the estate or the trust and my kids cannot enjoy it for a year after I pass away? Or can we make a distribution a couple of months in uh, and, and uh, get the money to them faster? And that seems to me to be a way to do it. So you want to learn more about that stuff, come to one of the workshops, secularlawfirm.com, S E C H. L-E-R, lawfirm.com. If you go to the workshops tab, you can register for the free workshop. Uh, there are also pre-recorded video workshops if you don't have the time to get to the in-person one. Uh, I'm a big believer in, in putting the education stuff out there, and people will make informed decisions. Okay, so that's my spiel. I uh, I am joined by the uh, the lovely and talented better half of the Seckler household today, <laughs> and she is going to be talking about her company that is called Securing Memories. And I guess I can I can say that after living with me for uh, well eleven years of practicing and, and owning an estate planning law firm, some of the things you know the riveting conversation I bring up at dinner every night it has finally has finally stuck. A couple of years ago, Robin created uh, a company called Securing Memories. She wrote a book, and in honor of what will be your legacy month. Um, she is way more on top of this stuff than I am, and I'm going to allow her to talk. So, so, uh, so, did I get it about right? Except for the part where you took the credit for <laughs> <laughs> for the business that I've created here. Well, long term <laughs> listeners are, are gonna are gonna know that that's not true. I mean, they would have expected that anyhow. But yeah. 
So I, um, I'm securing memories as a company that actually was born after um, the passing of my of my dad. And of course, Tim knows this story. And, and in fact, he's actually has a role in this story. Um, but I won't let him take that much credit for that either. Uh, about 11 years ago, I lost my dad. And when he was sick, he spent his last several weeks in in a hospice room. And I would sit with him on the side of his bed and just started asking questions. And I realized in that moment that if I didn't ask the questions now, I was not going to have another chance to do so. And so I just started asking things like, what was it like for you to grow up as a kid? Why did you become a teacher? Were your parents strict or were they super fun? What did you do after school when you got home? What was your favorite subject? All of these things that I felt like um, my dad would have liked for for not only us to know, but also for, for my kids and other family members. And I just started asking questions and writing down the answers as quickly as I could. And one of those days, Tim walked in and picked up my... BlackBerry phone. If you remember the old BlackBerry phones that we used to carry around, they seemed so state-of-the-art at the time. And he picked it up and he pressed record, set it back down, and walked out of the room. And neither my dad nor I noticed that he did that. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure you forgot about it, Tim, until many years later when our kids had found the blackberry in a box that was buried in the basement and tim came around the corner and said oh my goodness you have to take that blackberry from them and i didn't understand why but i did it and he came to me with a tissue and said you're gonna need this and i'm gonna tell you what's on that on that blackberry and he proceeded to tell me about how he pressed record that day and in the moment, we knew that we had to get to those recordings, and it took some finagling. And when we eventually got to them, we pulled it up onto the computer right next to a photo of my dad, brought all the kids in and let them listen to this recording. And to both of our surprise, the kids were like so excited and so interested in what my dad was saying. And he was telling stories about what it was like for him to go to school as a kid. And I was shocked, to be honest, how much the kids actually were interested in it. And when the couple minutes of recording had ended, they turned to me and started asking more questions. We call him Grandpa O, and they would say... Um, what does, what kind of ice cream did grandpa O like? And would he come to my baseball games and what football team did he root for? And their interest made me realize that we were missing out on this opportunity to record stories from him and other family members who we've lost over all of these years. And so securing memories was born as a way to, help our family, but also other families to record their stories in a meaningful way and pass them on to, to future generations. Yeah. It's a different type of legacy, right? So we were talking before about like the financial, and I gave you some ideas on how to protect the financial legacy, but this is, this is deeper than that, right? Like when we do the post-death planning for families, 
the fights the fights usually aren't about the money. The fights are usually about the the stuff, the pictures, the photo albums, the 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 things that will help them remember the legacy of the person that just passed away. And what I think it's really neat about what you're doing is is the intentionality of it, right? Because there, there's clearly an interest here. I, I think, um, you know, Ancestry.com, all the people that are into looking up their, their previous histories and their ancestors and all the rest. I, I forget the number. I, I want to say that, that Ancestry.com was sold for like $16 billion or something like that, right? So there's, there's a lot of interest in what was it like for my dad, my grandfather, my great-great-great-grandfather? What, what is my family's story? And what you're doing with securing memories is you're saying, okay, well, back then there wasn't a really a means. I guess they could have written it, but the, people didn't think about it. People were too busy working their tails off, right? And so now we have these cell phones, we've got these videos, and we've got the different ways where we can actually record these thoughts and these ideas and these stories and pass them on to our kids who are clearly going to be curious about this stuff. That's right. We spend so much time in the estate planning world thinking about passing on, you know, your home or your money or maybe a car or an heirloom from, you know, from family, but we don't spend a lot of time talking about things like your stories and your memories and your history and your photos. And and so that's really we're taking it a step further here. Okay. So d- tell people where they can find you. So I am on Instagram and Facebook, Securing Memories, at Securing Memories. Um, You can go to my website, which is securingmemories.com, and it is currently under construction. So the way it looks today is not the same way it's going to look in two weeks, but um, you can can find everything there, you know, throughout construction and... uh, so tell now the 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 thing you're doing right now, which is really cool, which you've only got like I understand a couple of appointments left on. Um, explain that. Right. So we have just four spots left, and I'm really really excited about this because we actually haven't fully announced it. So you are hearing this like right off the bat. Um, we are taking our our legacy planning a step further here, where we are actually coming into your home with a full um, videographer lights, camera, action, and recording your story for you. Up until this point, we have had a lot of options that are sort of a DIY option, and you know we coach you along the way, but here, we are taking that piece out of it and doing it for you. So we have four spots left for the rest of the month. If this is something that interests you, you can um, reach out to me by email. It's Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, at securingmemories.com. My grandfather always used to call me Robin with a Y. So <laughs> just make sure you catch that. But um, yeah, this is something that we're super excited about. So she's linked up with a super talented videographer who's done some work for us and some other business owners that we know. And what they do is Robin has has lists of hundreds and hundreds of thought-provoking questions and triggers and, and different things that you can consider that help to tell the story. So you could structure whatever you really want to talk about. We get to structure that ahead of time. So it's not just these people are going to come into my home and ask me off the wall things. You're going to have a conversation with Robin ahead of time to say, okay, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to do messages to your kids on their wedding day? Do we want to do, do we want to do the family history? Do we want to talk about your childhood, your education, your working career? Is some combination of those things. And so then the idea I presume it, is that you'd have a conversation with them ahead of time, sort of set the parameters for this. And then 
uh, and then go and be very intentional about creating an awesome, an awesome gift for your family members. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what we'll do. So we call it a discovery call where we'll take some time to sit down and go through sort of what your goals are and what you envision your uh, legacy day looking like. And I have a series of what I call legacy chapters and it, just sort of helps you um, define a little bit more specifically what exactly you want to cover. Different time periods in your life, whether it's becoming a parent, becoming a grandparent, um, your career, maybe there's a history of something like, you know, a family property that you want to talk about. And we can we can decide all those things together in our discovery call and, and set it up how you like it. And I just want to mention to the listeners out here that I think where this, this applies in a really interesting way is, is, um, if you have like a senior living parent that's not listening to the radio right now and probably would say something like my ego is not big enough to have a video crew come into my mm-hmm. house. Listen, we all want to leave a legacy. We all want to be remembered finally. We all want to be respected. Um, this is a really cool gift, something neat that you can do for them that they probably wouldn't do for themselves um, because nobody likes to admit that they that they have that kind of an ego or that they wanted to be remembered or the whatever. But you know that you want to have these stories about your parent, just like in our family. When Robin told you the story about the, the Blackberry and recording her dad's stories, once we had it and once we listened to it, we wish we had more of it. And, and so... Um, I think this is a really neat thing for you to to do for your loved one. And then you share it with your siblings, you share it with the rest of the family, and we've got this awesome shareable digital format where everybody can have it, look at it, watch it, uh, and it can be around for generations and generations. Yeah, that's right. And I just, you know, to your point, Tim, um, I met with a, a fellow the other day who is 96, and we did some recordings for his family and he called me the next day and said, I could not sleep last night. And at first my heart sank and I thought, oh no, you know, what, what did we sort of, um, what did we start here? And he said, I need you to come back. I have so many more stories that I, it kept me up all night thinking about the other things that I should have recorded. And so, you know, it is, um, it's something that is important all across generations and his grandkids and great grandkids are going to be able to experience that. Okay. So listen up Pittsburgh. Uh, she probably has some slots in September, but running out of space already because we have to arrange the thing ahead of time. So if you are interested in this, you want them to email you and let you know. Yes. All right. Give yep. them the email address. It's Robin R O B Y N at securing memories.com. Okay. We have about three minutes left. Okay. Why don't you tell them about the book that you wrote? So this is actually really um, plays a good role whenever we're talking about, you know, what will be your legacy month. And I have a book here called How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone. And this book uh, came from a legacy that my dad left behind that he, he didn't even really know what he was doing whenever he wrote it. But when he was sick, he started writing down all of the things that us kids or my mom might need to know when he wasn't here to tell us those answers anymore. And so he wrote down things like how to take care of the home and the car and where his 
uh, legal planning or legal documents were, who his attorney was and his doctor and subscriptions and all of these things. And so what we did was created a resource, which is a fill in the blank resource that prompts you to think through all of those things that your family might need to know. And so it's just one more way that you can pass on your legacy of information to, to the people that matter most to you. Awesome. And they can buy that. You can find it on our website. You can also find it on Amazon, How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone. And it got the title because my dad used to say, you're all going to live in the dark when I'm gone (laughs) because nobody changes the light bulbs here but me. So that was, (laughs) that's how we got our title. All right. And Mm -hmm. you can find the book on Amazon called How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone. You can find out more about Robin and all of her efforts and offerings at securingmemories.com. And if you want to grab one of the slots, uh, you can email her, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, at securingmemories.com. Um, and uh, as we wrap up the show here, I just want to let you know if anything that we said earlier, if you want to come to one of the workshops, at uh, you can go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And because I know the author of this book, How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone, if you come to the workshop, I could probably arrange for you to get a free copy of it. Would you, would, would you even autograph it for them? I sure it'd be, would. I sure would. It'd be would. worth something someday. <laughs> um, come to one of the workshops, guys. It's fun. We, we talk about this stuff. We do it in a light and hearty, uh, heartfelt way so that, uh, so that we can really be intentional about doing good things. Uh, for your family. You can find out more about that at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. And if you are more interested after listening to today's shows about uh, the things that Robin's talking about, go to securingmemories.com or email her at robin, R-O-B-Y-N, at securingmemories, and you can find out all about that. So thanks for listening to today's show. Uh, remember, don't make legal decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. This stuff is complicated, and we need to do some custom work for you. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.